One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. There's plenty to listen to in Symphony's Grand Bazaar, but it seems the information our adventurous trio seeks is in a different district, the kind of place that's a bit more familiar to some of the group than others. Gossip is overheard, gambles are made, and offers are put on the table. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory explore the Modal District. You all get your ciphers, again, in heavy quotations mm-hmm. from Begas. Because they are useful and one-time usable items, but they're not like ciphers the way that you're used to experiencing them. You have your information as well. Where would you like to go? Well, let's head in the direction that was pointed out, I say, and find this continuing path of chaos. So here's a thought I just had, and I heft my mask. What if I just get the information? This will let me find out any one thing. All this group was going to tell us is where the thing is, right? It might not be a bad idea to speak to them, and if they can't give us what we need or their information seems incomplete, then we can use that. But if not, then we could save it for another time when we might need it more. Fair enough. I stow the thing away, and I have to make a cipher limit roll. Mm -hmm. So are you keeping everything or are you shedding something? I'm keeping everything. I've got three right now. Living on the edge. Mm -hmm. I will go ahead and make that roll. 24. 24. Nothing happens. I love that for me. And I forget, how do you just have to make that roll when you pick up the additional cipher, or is that an ongoing thing that has to happen? You have to make it once a day. That's what I thought. As long as you have that additional cipher. Having a couple is not all that dangerous. It can be if you roll poorly. The the, the last time I rolled, it went not great. (laughs) It did not go well. It, it, It was not get sucked into a black hole and die immediately, but it wasn't excellent. I mean... Huh? Well, I will point out, we did get sucked into a black hole eventually, and I would assume that this is a world where all organic things die at some point. So, you know, it's coming for you, but slow. (laughs) Black holes are coming. Black holes are coming. It's kind of like how humans are technically allergic to oxygen. It just kills us really slowly. It's the humans are space orcs kind of thing. So do you head to the modal district then? Sounds like it. You again follow the overtone connected paths that hold these individual resonance islands together to form the collection that is Symphony. And eventually you find one that is a little more 
ominous than the others. But you find that it keeps shifting. It's keeping to a rhythm, but it's kind of hard to lock in on. I'm going to have each of you make me an intellect three. Is this a social interaction just by like trying to navigate around or? Yeah, I'll give you social. I'll give you navigation. I'll even give you orchestration. Because everything is kind of a little fluid here. That is a success with a 14. Success with an 11. And success with an 8. You eventually lock in on it. And the sound is frenetic and changeable. And the more that you hone in on it, the more you realize it's nigh on danceable. And you realize that you have to put yourself into that beat in order to follow it. And once you start dancing, for lack of a better term, to it, you are able to hone in and follow it into modal district. This area is absolutely full of what you believe to be scorters. You're starting to find that the more orchestral and instrumental sounds tend to be Grazians, while the more onomatopoeia-type and natural-sounding, a little more chaotic-sounding intelligent sounds are scorters. So you're hearing things that are snaps, pops, thumps, whirs, all sorts of other sounds kind of all mashed together, but all existing within this music. The closest I would probably equate it would be something like an electronic music style. Mm, Sampling a bunch of different stuff, but with an underlying beat. Correct. It is kind of chaotic. There are not designated stalls here, like the Grand Bazaar. There are sounds moving everywhere, and finding different sections is going to be a little bit harder just because everything bleeds together a little bit more. There's a melody down the way that is intoxicating, almost makes your head swim. There is another sound down the way that feels like luck or chance or excitement. There is a sound around the corner that sounds like excitement over some sort of competition, maybe? This area is almost in constant, intense celebration. I love that this is like the New Orleans. This is just... (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is the French Quarter in the middle of Mardi Gras. (laughs) Yes, correct. 100%. This is a lot, is what this is. Did Begas give us an idea of, like, the sounds we were generally looking for? He told us there would be a group of, like, Skirtaturn hunters, adventurers. Did he give us an idea of, like, what kind of sound to listen for? Did not. Hmm. Well, I feel like either intoxication or luck might be the best place to start looking for travelers who enjoy a thrill. Ah, that works for me. What do you think, Jory? I'm feeling quizzical at the moment, and I don't know why. Hmm. I'm going to defer to you two and go running in with my arms waving. (laughs) Should it come up in my brain? Probably not very reassuring. (laughs) No, but I expect nothing less. Not reassuring, but also not surprising. Thank you. Eight. Let's go with luck. You follow those sounds, and you come across a casino. And And there she goes. Jory rushes in. All sorts of sounds are gathered around different areas on these games of chance. There are some small races that look like they're taking place of, from listening, what you learn are chance spiders. 
There are tables where it looks like games are being played with different tones and matching them together, similar to poker. There is a table that I would equate to roulette. And then, of course, there are collections of sounds in different groups kind of just mingling and talking. The one that catches your eye the most is a very low bass note. Actually, three bass notes that are just kind of like constantly humming in the corner. And they are providing support behind this trilling bird whistle. There's something distinctly intimidating about these figures. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is just going about calling out sounds and names and betting on things, cheering, groaning. <laughs> I'm going to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> What game would you like to play, Jory? Oh, I don't know. Whatever one has the biggest chip noise, because I like the clack of chips or the the manifestation of that in this way. We'll say the poker-like game where you are (laughs) matching the tones and creating pairs and sets of them. I'm learning about our environment so that we can better navigate through this crazy place (laughs) (laughs) by blending in. Exactly. It also probably wouldn't hurt to ingratiate yourself with some of the dealers. They know more than any of their patrons. I think, yeah, Nehemiah is going to essentially post up behind Jory, like vaguely bodyguard-esque, specifically so that he can keep an eye and ear on the room and see what he can pick up and glean just from being an observant listener that people aren't going to look twice at. Sure. Hear twice at. <laughs> it's going to be a consistent thing yeah. for a good portion of the next handful of sessions. Yeah, like, yeah. I think we're good. I hope you like us making that exact same mistake over and over again. <laughs> I think Smallrin is just going to kind of take everything in. She'll start out watching Jory play, but then she's going to kind of drift among the various tables listening to how the games are played and also just listening for scraps of conversation if there's anybody that is talking about making repeated journeys into the tumult. Okay. Jory, you sit down at this table with Nehemiah posted up behind you. Mm-hmm. This table does require a buy-in. What do you pay with? Um, tap dance. <laughs> I think it's symbolic. Rhythmic tap? Yes. Yes, rhythmic tap. We'll do rhythmic tap. Go ahead and roll me intellect two. Okay. To see if you can replicate this in a way that would serve as buy-in payment for this game. 17. Success. With plus one damage. Right. The damage that isn't going to occur because this is an intellect. <laughs> yes. Meta- metaphor. social situation. Well, well, I will say, like, if you're, if you're playing games of chance, you might be trying to intimidate your opponents. <laughs> it could be mental damage, intellect damage. Good try. Good try, Smallrin. I thank you for the creative. <laughs> Smallrin is here for violence. <laughs> what? No. You're able to create this sound and present it out. And the dealer takes it and doesn't absorb it the way that you've seen other sounds do. Instead, kind of like sets it aside as part of... A bunch of other collected tones and sounds here. Clearly, it's going to be sent along to someone else. Mm -hmm. You are handed out a number of tones, and in front of you, 
there is a small dead zone that keeps anyone else from hearing the sounds that you have in front of you. <laughs> so good. And the tones are incredibly dissonant as they're sitting in front of you, but in front of everyone else in the middle of the table, a couple of others pop up. You need to orchestrate something with what is on the table and the hand that you have. Ooh. Okay, all right. This okay. is so cool. Right. It is. It so is. Mm. What kind of song do you create? It's something very simple. Music box. Yes. Like. Definitely a type of lullaby. Something that's like your mum used to hum it to you when you were little, but you forgot about it until now. You arrange the sounds that are in front of you using your focus on the ones that are in front of the table as well. Mm-hmm. And you create this little musical lullaby. And very much like poker kind of goes around and people can either take more tones or say no, the ante is upped a couple times with different sounds, adding into what payment they have already put down. And eventually everyone reveals their sound. You have someone who has created not much of anything. It's kind of like a song, but they didn't get a particularly good hand. So in a flash, kind of like take the dead zone and just push it down on top of them and the song stops. Mm-hmm. As you reveal yours, you get a feeling from around the table that that's, that's pretty good. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. And as it goes around, the last person who opens up their orchestration has something that is just so catchy. It's not even necessarily like the best thing you've ever heard, but dang if it isn't an earworm. Pop hook. Yep. And the fact that it like just wiggles its way into everybody's mind is what denotes this hand as the winner. I sigh and slap my dead zone over my tones. I'm never going to be a high C roller. (laughs) We're all shaking our head right now. I know no one can see it, but we are all shaking our head. I'm not shaking my head. I was laughing, but I was muted. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be silenced. That was really funny. You literally silenced yourself. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. As you're sitting there, though, Nehemiah, you notice that there is someone approaching you. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like they're necessarily approaching you. They're looking to approach Jory, but you're in the way. <laughs> sure. How do you raise your eyebrows in sound? Because mm-hmm. that's the face Chase is making. Same way Jory has been finger gunning. Yeah, no, it's like one string goes up to a seventh. <laughs> the sound that's approaching you is a splat. Okay. Like dropping a wet fish on concrete. Gross, I love it. That's so specific. <laughs> All right. Sound comes up to you. Hey, you, uh, you gotten that one there? I am. What can I do for you? Looking to have a bit of a conversation. What about? Notice their orchestration. Mm. Seems really good. Could use someone like that. For what? Vez is always looking for good people to do good things. Vez, you say? What kind of things? Big things, little things, all sorts of things. <laughs> Vez, uh, they're a well-connected kind of sort. Oh, yeah. Do a lot of ranging out, or at least know people that do a lot of ranging out. They know some people. They, they tend to stay here a whole lot of the time, but they know some people if you're looking for people. I'm looking for people. I'm looking for more information than anything else. I'm worried about what she's looking for. We're a package deal. Aww. We're in from out of town. We're doing some... 
specific looking around for some things that some people wouldn't be super happy with us snooping around in. But let's go ahead and call it a good intuition that Vez is uh, a bit of an expert in some of those things that folk don't like snooping around in. Vez is an expert in keeping things in order Hmm. and making sure that everything is taken care of. Let's just say we're looking to take care of a big thing. If you're willing to do some things for Vez, Vez will be willing to do some things for you. Jory. Mm-hmm. Am I playing another hand? Because I feel like I want to. That's up to you. I definitely. I'm in the. Well, they're doing this conversation. I've already. Yeah. I've already picked up another tone hand. Yeah. As soon as she's uh, got uh, got this hand done, we can we can talk. Name's Nehemiah. What's yours? Zine. Zine. You come over and talk to us over in that corner. Mm. Don't mind the cadence. If they give you crap about anything, tell them Zine sent you. All right. Beautiful. I buy in with a rustle of leaves that wind goes through in autumn, and I know what I want to do for my hand if I'm able to. <laughs> Go ahead and make that intellect level two mm-hmm. roll again to make that leaf rustle. To make that leaf rustle. Oh, fail with a four. Oh, oh man. No. Uh. Can I actually throw in an assist here? Yes. Seeing that this ante isn't quite what it is, I want to throw the sound of a bag of shins hitting the table onto the table. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. I'm going to have Nehemiah roll. Okay. okay. What am I rolling? Intellect level two. All right. Uh, success with a four. <laughs> yeah. So Jory kind of presents this on the table and you get the feeling of the dealer kind of like raising an eyebrow, mm-hmm. cocking her head like, Really? That's it? I wink. Uh, But then you, from behind you, hear this clink of shins land on the table. See? uh, As it adds in with the rustling leaves. That's why I winked. (coughs) I will put my hand back for a a high five. Uh, The high five has returned. It's one of the few things that actually works here because it is just sound. And that snap of the high five just echoes Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful. And the dealer nods and takes the sound, sets it aside. What do you, uh, you, you again, get tones with the dead zone shield around it, that little screen. Mm-hmm. What do you create this time? I create a mashup between my lullaby last time and the pop earworm that won. Very good. You create this mashup and similarly adding, subtracting from it based on whatever other tones are dealt to you. And eventually hands are revealed and... The person who created that pop hook last time is sure. You can you can see the confidence, hear the confidence, and they're sure they're going to win as they reveal a trap drop. Hmm. Okay. And this time you reveal the mashup. The remix. With a twist. And everyone nods along and jams out. And in frustration, this other sound pushes the tones and the, the dead zone screen away and leaves the table. <laughs> and you have won. Um, you get, I will say, a collection of five sounds that you can spend as you will. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) Smallrin, you're moving about, listening, just trying to get a sense of the people here, trying to get an idea of what conversations might be happening. You hear two things. One, near the chance spider races, you hear a rumor that Gev, the head gardener, keeps chance spiders and occasionally races them, regardless of the fact that that is not a popular thing for someone of such a high position to be doing. (laughs) 
you also hear more about this concert. Specifically, you hear a conversation between two sounds, one of them talking just generally about it, and the other one talking about that they have to be there. They have something to take care of, that if they miss this concert, then all of their work previously will be for nothing. Do I get a sense, not even necessarily what their work might be, but like what kind of sound this is? Does this seem like a gangster sound? Does this sound like violent work? Do they sound nerdy? Are they like a scholar? They seem more like you than anything else. Not quite as dark as you. But secretive. Secretive, yes. A nerdy rogue type, if you will. Interesting. All right. And this particular sound is like an effervescent fizz, like putting your ear really close to a can of soda. Oh, I love that sound. <laughs> Things are going down at the concert. Do I get a sense moving through the place that Vez is keeping things in order in a way that people resent or is keeping things in order in a way that people just accept as this is this is what happens here? A little bit of both. Okay. You get the feeling it just listening around. It's not hard to figure out that Vez is something of a bookie or a loan shark or someone who makes sure that everything here stays the way it needs to, that nothing gets out of control, that people who need to be paid are paid, but also because of that seems to know everybody Mm -hmm. here. But it's not a sense of like, this is the state sanctioned casino and Vez is the gambling board. No. Vez is very much kind of in control here. Um, And there are definitely some people who don't like him because of that, but not... Right. In more of an organized crime than a government stooge kind of way. Correct. All right. At this point, Smallrin is going to keep floating through the room until she hears Jory move away from that table. And then she'll go find them again. After the second hand, does Jory want to press her oh, luck no. again? I'm, I'm done. Okay. I know how to call it when I'm ahead. You hear Jory step away from the table, Nehemiah nearby, and three of you meet back up. Well, that was fun. All right. I uh, got us a meeting with the Tufts over there. Yeah, I was kind of hearing that out of the corner of my ear. They're um, impressed with your orchestrations. I Apparently. I was trying not to be too much, you know, over the radar. I think us coming in from the outside, we got us a bit of an advantage just because we have a different relationship with sound, maybe. I don't know. I'm throwing stuff at a wall, seeing what's sticking, but That's I'm going to go ahead and keep moving with that uh, idea in mind, at least when it comes to that. Just know that this... What... Did they give a name for their boss? Uh, Bez. Bez, yeah. Zine told us to meet him over there. This Vez is, let's just say, more like the kind of bosses that you and I have had in the past, Nehemiah, than... Oh, I picked up on that. They weren't terribly subtle about it. That's fair. Hmm. The thing about those bosses is that usually they know things that other people are uncomfortable talking about. And it seems like Rhapsody is pretty taboo, so this might be the best way to go. This is an excellent way to go, but these things <laughs> always have a price, so we should know what mm-hmm. we're getting into before we agree That's... to anything. Oh, for sure. Can't hurt to have a conversation with them, though. At least not immediately. Let's go. You head over to the corner where Vez is. And before you get too close, this trio of bass tones pushes out in front of you. And the same way that, like, a subwoofer rattles your chest, you get that 
pushing feeling from each of them. Not an attack against you, but definitely like a you're not coming any closer kind of feeling. And they don't say anything, but they stand there. Zine, Santa, shove off. (laughs) I love that. I love that. We're getting back into what Nehemiah is like. That's what he grew up, like not grew up around, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. where he spent his young adult life. He knows how to talk to these folk. The tones falter for a moment and kind of refer back to Vez behind them. And you hear Vez nod and the trio of tones moves aside and back behind him. Mm. Well, there's what I can do for you. Zane sent us. Sounds like you might have some work. We need some information and maybe help. Equitable trade going on here, and I think maybe we could make everything line up all nice and easy-like. I think that's something we can arrange. Good. The, uh, the one behind you, mm. nodding to Jory, has got a skill putting tones together. Mm-hmm. Could use that. What about the two of you? What do you got? I listen exceptionally well. Seems like it might be useful, but if it's not, I still come with her. I'm good for talking. I've talked to a lot of folk. I'm also good in a fight. You seem like strong tones. What kind of information is it you're looking for? I lean in real close. We need to get into Rhapsody. Braver sounds than I am. <laughs> nah, just dumber. Wink. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the information myself, but I probably can find your people who do. But you gotta do something for me first. Usually how these things work. What's the score? Got a couple of uh, unfortunate sounds who haven't paid up recently. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Most people around here understand the price for not uh, keeping their orchestrations up to date. There's a handful of people who think they can get away with silence. <laughs> if that's the case, they need the three of you... To silence them. Mm. Are they at a point where you'll no longer accept payment? I have a reputation to upkeep. <laughs> I think I might be of use here. And you you hear the equivalent of a slow, sinister smile. There's <laughs> a lot of skills it takes to silence someone. And I think the three of you might work out just fine. What do you say? Nehemiah pauses and remembers all of the people that are probably trapped in Rhapsody. How many are we talking? Two people at the top of my list right now. So you'd say your goals are to get the tones and not to hold your reputation, yes? I need you to make these sounds disappear. Mm. Permanently. Mm-hmm. I look to them. If you need some time to take uh, consideration on the subject, that's fine, but I'll need an answer soon. All right. Quick group huddle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of look around and make sure our... Mm-hmm. Is there, like, the equivalent of a phone booth where there's, like, dead space surrounding a place where we could talk? There... (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple, like, small, like, private table areas that are kind of, like, a little more removed from the the rest of the area that you could post up at. Gotcha. Okay. As long as they're not being very specific, I don't see any reason why we couldn't be creative and Mm -hmm. get this done at the same way without, you know shutting off any sounds? I will say he is... I think Nehemiah will back me up. He is being specific in that he wants these tones dead. I have a way. I've thought. 
I don't know if it would work order of operations wise, but what if we could smuggle them out of town or something, find out what is going on with Rhapsody, take them with us, and if we all make it through, then we bring them back with us. Tones are gone. He gets what he wants. We get what we want. We need to make him disappear for a few hours tops. Or we figure out who it is. Nehemiah takes out the mask. I hook up to the data sphere, figure out where we're going, and then we take him with us. Same thing. I had that thought as well. Or we just do it and be done with it. Unfortunately, I have a distinct feeling this will probably be an easy job. Trickiest part's going to be the gardeners, which is why he's probably getting outside help. Because I imagine they are um, Johnny on the spot when you hear a ruckus. I also wouldn't be surprised if top names on his list are actually fairly important if they think they can get away with not paying. That's probably true, too. Especially if it's more valuable to him to take him out than to get the sound. Make an impression. Uphold a reputation. Yeah. I will say, we were hoping to come here and go directly to someone that we could get information from about Rhapsody. Someone who'd been there. Mm-hmm. If the route to such a person is this circuitous, it might be better to just say no, use the mask, and go straight there. As much as I wouldn't mind engaging in some old skills, it might be quicker and easier. Not get mixed up in local politics, so to speak. I don't disagree. Okay. Do we have us a plan? Not to sway you in one direction or another. Uh-huh. I- Reminder that the mask will give you an answer to one singular question. Yeah. So it will tell us where Rhapsody is, not what's going on around Rhapsody, no. which is what this guy can probably give us is a, a complete a more picture complete of what picture. is actually happening yeah. there. Or access to people who have that information, which is more what he's promising us. Yeah. All right. Still up to you. So, Neither one is a bad choice. How about this? Let's get some assurances from him that we're not going to be getting a runaround. And if he can give us those assurances, we take the job and we kind of go with our gut from there. Okay. But. But. We need to maintain confidence. Mm-hmm. I think people like this, the house always wins. There's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. But we just can't play their game, at least not entirely. We play them, not their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Proceed with caution. We reapproach, I guess. You make your decision then. On a single condition. What can I do for you? This isn't the first time we've dealt in matters such as this. I need an assurance that we aren't going to be getting the runaround here. We're getting this taken care of, and you're going to get us as much information as possible about Rhapsody. What kind of assurance can I give you? Is my word enough, or do you want something else? I look to Small Wren to see if she has any idea of other assurances we can be given here. If we knew you, your word would be enough, but as we said, we're new around here. I understand that the information we're looking for is extensive, so we would like to speak to someone who can give us some 
information about what lies around Rhapsody. We'll hold off on getting the location until after the job is complete, as your assurance that we won't run out on you. But we need to start hearing at least some of the picture. I think I can get you at least a little bit of information to start you off, then. Just a little, though. That's all we That's ask. Enough. Consider it a down payment. Turn on the faucet so we can hear the water running. <laughs> Bez nods to one of the cadence, who kind of like steps behind one of the curtains and gives a low note. These three don't seem to talk. The notes that they give are just that notes and not speech in any way. Nods and winks. Yeah, that low tone sounds. And out from behind the curtain steps a familiar sound of a creaking door and a thud as you see our cell. Ah, there it is. Thank you so much for listening to episode 60 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you'll find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. On our website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store, as well as our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Connor, Nate, and Patrick for their support. If you'd like to help out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. All three continue to go a long way in helping us out. You can also find our hosts on Twitter, myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget, and our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.